Welcome back to the part two of storytelling Shaggy Bane by Douglas Stewart. And you are listening to the season two of Happy Minutes with me and Amnala Kes. Someday he would have some money to buy new sheets of his own, soft and warm and all the same color. He had been fortunate to get this room in Mr. Buck's boarding house. He was lucky that the old man before him had liked his drink too much and had been jailed for it. The large bay window jutted out proudly on Albert's drive, and Shaggy supposed at one time the room must have been the living room of a fairy grand tree bedroom flat. He had seen into some of the other rooms in the house. The kitchenette, Mr. Buck's, had turned into the bedroom. Still had its original checkered linoleum floor, and the three other boxier rooms still kept their original threadbare carpets. The pink-faced man lived in what must have been, at one time, a nursery, still with its yellow-flowered wallpaper. and a happy border of laughing rabbits around the concern the man's bed his settee and his kitchen stove were all lined up on one wall and all touching shaggy had seen it once through the crack of a half open door and he was glad of his grand bay window he had been lucky to find the pakistanis None of the other landlords had wanted to rent it to a 15-year-old boy who was pretending to be one day past his 16th birthday. The others didn't say it outright, but they had too many questions. They had looked up and down, and its best school shirt and polished shoes, especially. It's not right. Their eyes had said. In the corners of their mouth, he could see they thought it was a disgrace for a boy who is aged to have no mommy, no people of his own. Mister Bugs hadn't cared. She looked at the school backpack, at that month's rent he had in advance, and went back to worrying about feeding her own beans. With a blue brio, and had decorated that first rent envelope specially for her. Shaggy had wanted to show her he cared about being good. That he was reliable enough to put his extra effort. So he took a piece of paper from the. from his geography notebook and drew swirling paisley patterns on it intertwined the around her name and colored in between the lines so that the peacock shapes stood out the cobalt glory the landlady lived across the close in an identical tenement flat richly furnished and flushed hot with central heating In the other cold flat, she kept five men, five bedsheets, and 
18 pounds and 50 pence each week, week to week, cash only. The two men who were not being paid for by the social services had to slip the first of their wages under her door on a Friday night before they took to drink the rest. On their knees, on her doormat, they would linger a moment over the condemnment radiating from inside. Bubbling pots of perfumed chicken meat, happy noises of children fighting over television channels, and the laughing sounds of fat women talking foreign words around kitchen tables. The landlady never bothered Shaggy. Her, she never set food on his bedsheet unless the rent was late. Then she came with other thick-armed Pakistani woman who knocked heavily on the door of the men. Mostly she visited only the Hoover and windowless hallway to wipe around the bath. Once a month she poured bleach around the toilet bowl and from time to time she laid a new scrape and carpet remnant around the base to soak up the piss. Shaggy learned his face against the, his door and listened to the pink-faced man to finish his ablutions. In the quiet, he heard him undo the snip on the bathroom door to step out in the hallway again. The boy slipped his face into the old-school shoes. Over his underpants, he pulled on his parka a noisy nylon-skinned thing that was trimmed with a matted fur hood. He sipped it closed and all the way on the top and into the large army pockets he stuffed the Kilfeathers shopping bag and two thin tea towels. There was a school jumper stuffed into the gasp at the bottom of the door and he removed it. He could smell the other man carried in on the cold drought. One of them had been smoking throughout the night. Again, another had taken fish for her supper. Shaggy opened his door and slid out into the darkness. Mr. Blackshaw had taken the single light bulb from the overhead fixture, saying the men that wasted good money by leaving it burning at all hours. Now the smell of the men lingered across the hallway like a trail of ghosts, with no breeze or light to disturb it. Years spent smoking where they slept, eating fried suppers in front of calor gas fires and passing summer days with windows closed, the stale smells of sweat and cum mixed with the static heat of black and white televisions and the sting of amber aftershave. Shaggy had begun to be able to tell the men apart. 
in the darkness he could follow the pink-faced man and the rose of the shave his face and comb brelly cream through his hair and he could smell the musty overcoat of the yellow tooth man who ate only what smelled like buttered popcorn or creamed fish later when the pubs had reached closing time shaggy could tell as each man returned safely home again the shared bathroom had been mortared glass door he snipped the lock and stood a moment pulling the handle checking it had caught unzipping the heavy anorak he replaced it in the corner he turned on the hot tap to fill the water it ran a leftover lukewarm and then sputtered twice and ran colder than the river clyde the icy shock of it made him put his and that's for today's thank you have a nice day me felicia gracious hasta pronto we will meet again till then bye bye